On this edition of the Table of Content, we have the pleasure of talking with Shayna Buck, one of our contributors to We Are One Body Audio Theater. And as it happens, she happens to love stories. We'll find out why coming up next here on the Table of Content. Stay tuned. Welcome to this episode of the Table of Content. I am your host, Albert Sines, and we are happy to have joining us for this episode, Shayna Buck. Shayna, thanks so much for being with us. Well, I'm glad to join. So, Shayna, let's just go ahead and jump right in. You are a contributor, a volunteer with We Are One Body Audio Theater. Can you elaborate a little bit more really on who you are as as Shana in her daily life and how you've sort of come to where you are now. Well, um, my husband and I have been married for 33 years this year. We have eight children. They're all between the ages of 30 and 15. Two married daughters and grand. I have a grandson. That's so exciting. I have a grandson. (laughs) And um, um, I... um, a secular Franciscan. Um, I professed in 1997. We're very active in our parish. I'm very active in my home. We homeschooled the eight, well, I homeschooled most of them until I had a stroke in 2012, and then I found that very difficult. So uh, now the last three are in school, which is something that was always an option, but I didn't really want to have to do it. I cried when I realized I just couldn't homeschool anymore. But mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about stories, the homeschooling was probably one of the reasons that I just love the stories so much. Well, I started reading to each of the kids when they were babies because I, I just, I've always loved to read. And um, so we, there's lots of memories of laying on the bed through the summer, surrounded by kids reading The Hobbit out loud and The Lord of the Rings out loud and The Chronicles of Prydain out loud and doing all the voices and um, just laughing at, at the absurdity of some of the characters or the things that they do and, and that, that, that just joy of, of sharing a story together. And I just, after the stroke, I needed to, to do something. And I was finding doing things really difficult and socializing was really difficult because the, the stroke had initially damaged some of those sort of barriers that we all have. Like, when you're in a store and somebody says something to you and you know that you really shouldn't respond at that moment, sometimes I don't have that. And so if I were working in a store and somebody said something rude to me, that barrier is sometimes partially open and I might just say something back without thinking and that would get me fired. So I needed a job that I could do that wasn't going to get me fired right Right, right. So, And that's how I ended up in audiobooks. <laughs> and um, I took a course in online in 2017, and I've done 12 complete books, and mostly in young adult and fantasy and science fiction. I've got uh, one on the Divine Motherhood, which is a beautiful book on um, Mary's motherhood, um, and I recommend that highly, even though my Latin is pretty poor. Um, <laughs> Is anyone is anyone an expert at Latin really uh, anymore? I there are some probably some people on YouTube that that are, but I don't know any. <laughs> but it was it was really kind of funny when I would get to these spots and I would think, ah, why do I have to do the entire 
Aquinas's entire question and answer in Latin. Well, okay, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Well, well, uh, you know, t- 12, 12 books, and mm-hmm. was that was that like a solo, like it's a solo read for you? Like you did the entire yes, book, the entire book, and some of them, some of the books are like fifteen hours long, so oh, it's a long wow. slog, but it's a, it's a joyful slog. And there, yeah, every book has its little boring passages, and there are places where just like when you're driving, you start off and you get to your destination, and you're not really sure how you got there, but obviously you did. Sometimes. You know, when you get to those places in books where it's, you know, they're like the two towers in the Lord of the Rings where you're just reading and it's a long slog of battle and you're just reading the words and you're not really processing them. You're just reading them. But um, most of the time, it's it's just the love of telling stories. Oh, sure. I, and, and I can appreciate that. You know, we've tried very much with our three young children to make reading enjoyable and to read stories always before bedtime. Mm-hmm. But but my wife in particular is very attached to literature and she's made it a point uh, with all three children uh, before they're six or eight months to have gone through the entire Narnia series by oh, C.S. Lewis. So she, you know, and obviously they may not be comprehending it, but she wants to read to them. She wants to mm-hmm. read to them a good story by an excellent author uh, that has just such fantastic characters and such a fantastic sort of land. Uh, and that's been the goal. And so far she's done that with all three of the children. And she'll keep that up, you know, for whatever mm-hmm. God has in store for us. Um, oh, wonderful. That's that's a beautiful way of, of instilling the joy of reading in your kids and giving them really, really good vocabulary and um, a sense of, of the drama and, and how to solve a, a serious situation. You know, sometimes you don't ever really think that fiction can help you out in a in a pinch. But as Chesterton said, it's that what fairy tales do is they don't teach you the dragons are real, but they teach you how they can be overcome. I love that quote. I know which one you're talking about. And, and I, think, I know I'm getting it wrong, but... No, that's okay. I, I would <laughs> I would get it wrong too, but I know which one, and that's an excellent quote. Mm-hmm. So before we get into audio theater, I, I heard you mention that you said that you had a mild stroke when mm-hmm. you were in, uh, your, in your 50s. And yes. You've, you know, from where I stand, you you seem to have overcome it quite well. But you've you've admitted that you know you kind of there's some things that you struggle and suffer with because of the stroke. But mm-hmm. um, is you know is is reading or stories or doing these audiobooks is it is it been something for you that has helped you through the healing process? I think it has. Reading has always been a sort of an escape place. Um, when I was a kid, if I wanted to escape things in my family, there was a tree in the front of our house that was on a hill. And if I climbed up high enough to where there was a little uh, uh, fork of three branches, I could sit there and read all afternoon and not have to worry about um, family issues. <laughs> we had a lot of them growing up. Mm-hmm. So it was a good place to hide in the in the reading sort of took me away from that. And so it, that's sort of my go-to place for escape. Some people it's television and some it's movies. And for me, it's always been books. And so when I, I needed to heal my brain, um, and I I am so grateful to God for the, the grace of, of having gone through the ischemic stroke and didn't have 
the kind of damage that meant I couldn't read anymore. Um, you know, so I just thought, well, if I can still read and I can tell stories, then maybe I can do audiobooks. And because I, you know, that's the joy of storytelling. And, and I think it did help to heal things because, first of all, I had to um, read not just each word, but to be able to read the whole thing so that it made sense to someone else. Because that's another thing you stumble with when your brain is healing. Sometimes what is making sense to you isn't making sense to everybody else. So it, it kind of made everything have to slow down and look at the whole and figure out what the whole is saying so that I could, you know, project it properly. Mm. And um, so muscle memory from reading all those children's stories for all those years um, was helpful. And then I had to learn how to do the audio, and that was a completely new thing. I had never done anything with audio or, you know, where I had to sit down at a computer and learn a whole new skill set. And that was a that was a, another healing thing because, you know, you have to slow down and learn every little new part and write it all down. And, and that was frustrating having to write everything down because I would forget it. So, so soon after learning it, I would forget what I was supposed to do. So I wrote everything down in order. I have a book on the floor just filled with pages and pages of notes of things I have to do to make sure everything is correct. Well, you know, thank thank the Lord for giving you the gift of perseverance, I mean, to kind of continue <laughs> through because I can imagine only, I, I mean, I can only imagine what it must have been like for you to have to go through such sort of a learning curve, if you will. You're trying to heal, but you're trying to learn, and you have to slow everything down. You have to take notes uh, just to get to the next point. Mm -hmm. So uh, thank you so much for just sort of persevering, because obviously the fruits have come through your perseverance. Well, I would like to say that it's probably because I'm half Italian and half Russian. This <laughs> 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 is the... You know, old-fashioned grandmothers. It, you know, it, somewhere in the back of my mind is my grandma. One of my grandmother's voice kicking me in the pants to get moving, and the other one is, you know, laughing about it. So, 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 so basically, a mix of humor and strong will pushing mm -hmm. you forward. <laughs> yes. Right. Okay. Well, you know, I I uh, I want to get to the audio theater section, and I want to. I want to make sure I disclaim I am no medical expert, but I, I want to believe that there was a great amount of healing for you and that there still is in the reading, the audiobooks that you do. You know, mm -hmm. I've only read a little bit about such topics, and but there seems to be something with creativity and art and the mind and being able to heal. And it looks like you are a good example of how that healing can take place. Yeah, God is good. Yes, all the time. <laughs> all all the, time. the time. So now how did you find uh, audio theater? Um, I'm trying to remember, but I think I saw an advertisement on Facebook for The Barking Cat. And I thought that was really fun. After doing audiobooks for a couple of years, I started to think, what else could I do with audio that would be fun? And I thought, doing, I wished we could go back to the time of radio shows. And um, I thought, well, maybe I could make my own little company of people doing radio shows, but it was impractical from where I live and for my skill set. 
So I saw the barking cat and I thought, ah, I could, I could do that. There's the and answer. So, yeah. So I went, we drove, my son and I drove out to Greensburg, which is a two hour drive from Weirton. And um, I was a little late getting there because our GPS sent us off in the wrong direction somewhere. Oh, oh, oh. thank you, sure GPS. Why. Yes. And uh, so we got there a little bit late and I auditioned. I didn't get the part, but I had a really good time touring the, the, the studio and talking to everybody. And then when the next thing came up and it was now all remote, ah, I could do this one. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, so I did the Blue Cross which I think was one of the first remote, if it wasn't the first one, it was one of the first remote, uh, you know, where everybody was at home on their mm -hmm. phones and their various microphones uh, connected by uh, Zoom. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, so you've done a couple of sort of individual recordings. Mm -hmm. And let's see, what do you have here? I have Uncle Wiggly and the Skycracker. Here is the little door and your latest one, The Tale of Mrs. Tiggywinkle. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to pick on that one only because um, we have a very nice hardbound collection of the Beatrix Potter stories. And uh, my boys have been requesting those as of late. And my wife has been reading. And she just told me, uh, when she found out I was going to be interviewing you and she saw The Tale of Mrs. Tiggywinkle, she said, oh, well, we just read that one. Um, so uh, I, I, gave it a, I gave it a listen, and that was the first one that I actually clicked on. And I have to tell you, I didn't actually know if the accent you were using was your real voice or it wasn't, because it was so, to me, it sounded really good. And I was thinking, oh, well, she's not from around here. Uh, <laughs> But then I, well, I, I grew up in Pittsburgh, so yeah, I am from around here, but not from Texas. Right? No, I understand. Mm -hmm. um, but no, I, I was I was just really enamored with the way that you told the story with such a sort of a a pleasant and warm sort of tone. Uh, so I'm curious if you could just tell me about record how it was recording that for you. It was a lot of fun. Most of the fantasy books that I do have a lot of British voices in them. And I have a friend, Sue Sims, in Bournemouth, England, who is um, my dear friend, and she also does voice coaching with me from time to time. She'll tell me how words should be pronounced, or um, sometimes I just, you know, can talk with her. Uh, well, how about this section? And I'll, you know, we'll, we'll Skype, and I'll tell her, I'll, and she'll correct my English. <laughs> She's always correcting my English. I, I, I work on that. So because I do it so often, it comes very naturally. And so I, I, it's more fun, I think, to just do all the voices, the little voices of, you know, Mrs. Tiggy Winkle and then switching over to little Lucy's voice and then the, the narrator, like the mommy narrator voice. Well, excellent job as far as Thank I'm you. concerned. Like I said, I, I, I enjoyed it and um, I'm sure that anyone who has listened to it enjoys it as well. It would be a nice way, you know. I don't want to make. I want to make sure everyone understands. I am not dismissing the goodness of an actual book and reading an actual book, but mm -hmm. it would be a nice way to sort of introduce uh, a Beatrix Potter story to someone, just to have your rendition of it played. Oh, uh, well, thank you. So. so, what about the future with audio theater? What What, what are you hoping to uh, do or get into? Well, I'm. Uh, auditioning, I haven't done it yet, but I got the audition part for um, 
well, whatever the the next thing is. I'm trying to remember. Smart what City. It, Smart City, yeah. And so I I was given two scripts to read. So I'll probably do that either tonight or tomorrow. I, I've been doing that tonight or tomorrow for a couple of days, and then it's been <laughs> noisy in the house, and I just haven't done it. So I'm going to try that. And then uh, Gretelin sent me a, a short story today and asked me if I would uh, read it. And um, I have uh, access to sound effects and music that I can, can use it in, you know, with my recording. So I'm excited because that's a new thing. I'm going to get to put sound effects in and music. And I think that'll be a lot of fun because I know how to put music in. It's getting all the sound effects in the right place. It's going to be interesting, the production part. Oh, sure. No, but it is very, uh, that's a very exciting part. I did sound effects work for a little bit with audio theater a couple years ago. And uh, I enjoyed sort of bringing the story to life because every little sound effect you put in adds one more layer mm -hmm. of sort of realism to this to the story i say realism in the midst of a fiction story but i think you right. know what i'm saying i sure do uh, yeah so that, that's going to be fun i i will be excited to uh listen to that once that one comes out well uh Shana, we're kind of coming to the end here, but okay. I want to thank you for taking the time to share your story and uh, share with the listeners uh, kind of where you've come from and the great sort of progress that you've made since kind of going through your, we'll call it, you know, minor crisis of, mm -hmm. of health issues. So thanks for, thanks for taking some time with us. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Uh, if, if you were going to say kind of a, like a, a, a mantra, you know, something for you know, someone else perhaps who is maybe struggling uh, with their own sort of, they've had a, a crisis of health. What, what would you tell them to, to do? Talk it over with God. Ask him what direction will be the most healing for you. And then go in that direction and take it very slowly and be patient with yourself. Healing takes a long time. Um, I'm three, what, uh, 2012 was when I had my stroke. And there's still places in my brain that are healing. Um, I still have some side effects from that. So just be patient with yourself and let yourself heal and use whatever it is that God is telling you, what direction you feel that pull in, to um, take it slow and let that help heal, you know, that process of healing. And there's a lot of areas where it doesn't just have to be brain damage. There's physical healing that has to be done too sometimes. Be, be careful, be slow, and be patient with yourself. Well, that's, that's excellent and beautiful advice, and I, I thank you for sharing that. Welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you'd like to hear uh, some of Shana's recordings, I invite you to visit uh, the website waobaudiotheater.org or any of our other media outlets so that you can hear this wonderful, wonderful woman's voice as she brings tales from Beatrix Potter and other places to life. Keep an eye out for more work from Shana coming up. And uh, we thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of The Table of Content. We hope you will tune in again next time. Until then, take care, be safe, peace. <laughs>